the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And wow, I tell you, we got such an important topic that uh, I think we need to talk about. I think our listening audience need to know. I think everybody need to know, whether you're watching this on TV, whether you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube Live or listening to it on the radio or podcast, I tell you, you are in for a lesson because we got this absolutely fantastic guest that's, you know, going to tell us a, a lot about having a better brain, a complete guide to a healthier and happier brain. The brain makes everything <laughs> work. I mean, the brain is the center processing unit of our body. And as uh, long as we make sure that that's in order and stays in order, there's just a lot of ways we have to do that. We have to feed the brain with the right foods. Uh, we also have to have the right rest and the right mental mindset. So I am excited about learning how to have a better brain. And uh, I tell you, I got my great co-host here, Michelle Cooley. How are you doing today? I am doing great. I'm really excited about this guest today. I mean, there's so many things I want to ask her, what we're going to ask her, but it's just not enough time. But hey, listening audience, um, people Facebook Live, this is going to be a great and fantastic show. And if you want to join in, please call in at one 888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Wow. Hey, Todd, man. Uh, there's no better way to understand how a body works uh, when you have a better understanding of the brain. What you say, my friend? Oh, that's exactly it. And, you know, just like your other muscles, you got to work out your brain and keep it sharp. And it sounds to me like you've got a guest with a big brain to talk about brain. Well, yes, we got uh, Dr. Bonnie Kaplan. And and you know what? uh, And she already mentioned to me that uh, I just said like that one time and and we're going to call her Bonnie uh, throughout the show. You know, so uh, how you doing today, Dr. Kaplan? (laughs) It's funny, and I'm doing fine. I'm very excited about talking to your audience. You know, I'm I'm sure that they are in for a lesson learned, and I want to get this started. Michelle, can you please uh, tell our listening audience what the title of the show and the purpose of today's show? Yes, the title of the show is The Better Brain, A Complete Guide to a Healthier, Happier Brain. And the purpose of the show today is getting to know the background of professor, research psychologist, and author Dr. Bonnie J. Kaplan, Ph.D. Talk about her book, The Better Brain, and What is Brain Hunger? Discuss the goal to influence the way in which mental health treatment is provided and also talk about the impact that micronutrients, brain-healthy recipes slash eating plans, and ultra-processed foods have on our brain. Wow. Can you please introduce this great guest to our listening audience? Yes. Dr. Bonnie J. Kaplan, Ph.D., is a professor in the Cummings School of Medicine at the University of Calgary, Canada. She has published widely on the biological basis of developmental disorders and mental health, especially on the contribution of nutrition to brain development and brain function. She was named one of Canada's top 150 difference makers in mental health and was awarded the prestigious Dr. Rogers Prize. Dr. Kaplan's primary goal is to influence the way in which mental health treatment is provided. Most mental health clinicians still support a medicate your brain first approach. Her book, 
the Better Brain reviews the strong scientific evidence base that supports a feed your brain first message. As she and her co-author explain in their vision for the future, psychiatric medications have their place and help many people, but they should be supplementary if they are needed after optimizing brain function with diet and supplements. In other words, medication should be considered a supplement, not nutrients. One obstacle to change is the lack of research funding for multi-nutrient treatment studies. Dr. Kaplan will explain even more during our discussion. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, welcomes Dr. Bonnie J. Kaplan. Dr. Bonnie J. Kaplan, uh, from here on out, Bunny. (laughs) Thank you for that great introduction, though, Michelle. I appreciate it. Hey, Bonnie, can you tell our listening audience where you grew up and how your family inspired you? Sure. I've, I've actually been in Canada more than half my life, but I was born and raised in Ohio. My father was born in Ohio. My mother was from Canada. So I've, I've spent my life with one foot on each side of the border, so to speak. Um, my family inspired me in, in, I guess, the main way was the, um, my mother just be- believed that she, the most important thing she could do for her two daughters was raise them to feel confident that they could do whatever they wanted to do. I did did not have role models or inspiration in the field of science or medicine or even uh, college education. I mean, my parents were um, did not have those advantages because of the Depression and the World War II, etc. So uh, they inspired me by just giving me that confidence. Wow. Did yeah. you have um, any idea when you were growing up that you wanted to get into the field that you are as a research psychologist, uh, a professor, or doing what you're doing right now? I had no clue. <laughs> I was the opposite of an inner-directed child. I just knew that I loved studying, and I w- always wanted to know how things worked. And so when I got introduced to psychological principles and people kept opening the door for me and encouraging me, my teachers just said, you should go on for this education and that education. I'd say, okay, because I liked learning. And then um, when I got introduced to how the brain worked, I realized the importance of nutrition. And I couldn't understand why this wasn't common knowledge. Why was I taught as a child that we should eat a balanced diet to have strong bones and muscles. No one ever mentioned, oh, by the way, the brain is way more greedy when it comes to nutrients, way more important, way more sensitive to the way we eat. It wasn't taught then. And the depressing thing is, I don't think it's being taught now. And that's a lot of decades in between. Wow. You know, I want to jump directly off into uh, your book, uh, The Better Brain, and the message of feeding your brain first. Uh, can you tell us exactly what that means? And let's, let's, just hit, let's just hit the floor running with it. Sure. You know, I think I'll start off by making, um, drawing a contrast between our book. It's, I'm saying our book because I have a co-author, my former student, uh, Professor Julia Recklage, who's at the University of Canterbury and Christchurch, New Zealand. In New Zealand. So, um, the contrast between our book and others that are out there. I get asked this a lot, so I'm going to put a question out there. Why would anybody write another book on nutrition? I mean, really, James, Michelle, aren't there enough books on nutrition out there? <laughs> there are so many. It seems like it's old news. Well, there is a huge difference in our book. Those other books, I sometimes say they shake their fingers in our face. They say, Eat this, eat that. This is good for you. This isn't good for you. And usually we agree with them. But guess what? That's not the way to change behavior. As any parent knows, you cannot get people to change their behavior by just saying, do this, do that. And so what our book does is it educates the general public as to why. It educates people about what nutrients do every minute that we are alive to enable brain function. We have a great diagram in chapter two. People are always telling me that that is the diagram that has changed their life. They understand for the first time that they cannot eat things like serotonin 
good neurotransmitters to have. But what they can do is eat the building blocks by eating the right foods. And then our clever little brains, which are smarter than me, they know how to synthesize serotonin and dopamine and every other chemical that we need. So that's the way our book is different. It teaches why we should change the way we eat. And people say it's making a big difference for them. Wow. You know, uh, we're going to take a station break, but, you know, I want to come back and really delve off into this book and and find out uh, uh, some of the interesting things or how mind, body, and soul works together. So I'll tell you, if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. We'll be back shortly with more uh, Dr. Bunny J. Kaplan. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. We'll be back shortly. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Noah Dingley here, producer of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 North County AM 1170 San Diego The Answer It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and it's like I was saying, we've got the Dr. Bunny J. Uh, Kaplan here, and she was talking to us, discussing a little bit about her book, The Better Brain, and the message of feeding uh, your brain first. And I tell you, if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Bunny, now you was in the middle of talking about uh, some of the things that's in your book. Uh, I want to pick up on that one, and then I, I got to ask you this question as soon as we get. Ooh, I want to know what is hidden brain hunger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it's uh, the hidden. I'll start there. Hidden brain hunger refers to the fact that we look at our society, and clearly people are not emaciated and starving. And yet, we know from U.S. government data that's only about three months old that over half of what our society is putting into their mouths is ultra-processed packaged chemicals. I don't even call it food because food is what we consume to build and maintain ourselves. The stuff in these packages, the chips, the Cokes, or whatever, sodas, the sugary drinks, they don't have the nutrients, macronutrients or micronutrients, and we can define those, which we need to build and maintain ourselves. So it's hidden 
because people are certainly not lacking in calories, are they? I mean, they're, they're consuming a lot of calories, but they're empty ones. Wow. You know, uh, your website mentions that uh, <laughs> brain hunger impairs uh, cognitive functions and emotional regularity. Uh, can you uh, tell us uh, a couple of examples? What is meant by that in a couple of uh, examples of that? Yeah, I think I'll focus on emotion dis- emotional dysregulation because I think your audience will really resonate with this. And we tell a lot of interesting stories and anecdotes and case reports in the book. I'll tell you about one right now. And I have to say it's the most dramatic. It's not that all children react this way, but there was a little boy who came to my attention because I knew his father. He was not in any research or scientific work or anything the father was at his wit's end because his family's unraveling because this sweet little boy would have at least two meltdowns a day. And he was already age six. He should have been getting over that, you know. And at school, he held it together and he didn't have any meltdowns. And then he'd come home and just fall apart and rage attacks, etc. And the two parents had been through parenting courses and behavior modification and all kinds of educational and family therapy, they couldn't figure out how to make their home life better. So we started him on one of the broad spectrum micronutrient formulas that Julie and I have spent a lot of time studying, and which is not a first choice in general, but we knew that he did not, he actually was not a fussy eater. You know how many kids are really picky eaters? He wasn't. So he was eating a lot of things. We thought, let's see if we can help him. And overnight, he went from two rage attacks every day to none. But here's the interesting thing. He didn't immediately become a calm, mellow child. He would, his parents could see him winding up, but then regaining control before the explosion happened. And we hear that a lot. We think that the insufficient dietary minerals and vitamins, are, and that's true of our population in general, is resulting in these a lot of the rage and violence. Does that answer your question, James? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. You know, Bonnie, um, we have a lot of different types of mental disorders out there, and hidden brain hunger. Does it? Is there a connection between? Um, certain mental health disorders and hidden brain hunger, and how, and also, how would somebody know that their brain is hungry? If that makes sense. Ooh, two big questions. I'll tackle the first one, then if you want, you can come back to the second. So um, we tend not to talk about disorders. You know, disorder means one of the DSM categories. But I always say God did not build our brains with the DSM in hand. And so we don't have a little corner that's for depression and a little, another little box that's for anxiety, et cetera. And so when you improve the nutrient intake in your diet, um, everybody reports overall improvements in mood, in mood regulation, in energy, in sleep, in all kinds of functions. Okay, so the nutrients don't go to one little piece of your brain they go throughout so um but i can tell you that we have not yet you know we need much much more research we need more scientists doing this research i'm trying constantly to foster more uh, clinical researchers to study this and we need more funding and i've been raising funds for um and supporting my junior colleagues when i stepped away from doing research myself so we're looking for donations of all the time until NIH and all the big organizations recognize that this is of critical importance. So when you look at the research we do have, there is a theme across all roughly 50 peer-reviewed scientific publications ranging up to placebo-controlled randomized trials. And the theme is when people are consuming more micronutrients, minerals and vitamins, they are better able to regulate their mood, just like the little boy I described to you. That means that they don't have as many ups and downs. They are calmer. They have less anxiety, etc. Now, we still need a lot more studies, but that's what we've seen. So that was the first half. 
<laughs> Do you remember the second half of your question? Yes. How does one know if their brain is hungry? That is such an amazing question. Okay. I'm sure that everybody is immediately thinking, oh, I'll go get some blood tests. Now, far be it for me to say you shouldn't do what your doctor says. If your doctor says you need blood tests and you need to have your nutri- some of your nutrients evaluated, you should have that done. If you're deficient in iron or something, you need to know it. But those blood tests are based on peripheral blood, right? It's taken out of your arm. They don't say anything about what's circulating in your brain, those blood tests. They don't say anything about all 30-some uh, minerals and vitamins that we know your brain needs every day. And here's the most important point. They don't say we have no way of knowing what you need versus what I need for optimal brain function. I cannot look at inside any test and say, oh, James needs more magnesium on average than I do and that I need more vitamin B6 than Michelle. There is no way to say what your brain needs for optimal function yet. We just don't have those tests. Wow. Bonnie, um, you know, when I was growing up, you know, I see um, older people and people um, when they get to a certain age and let's say they start, you know, talking to themselves or being forgetful, people always say, oh, you know, back then it was known as being, you know, senilities, um, et cetera. Right. But, you know, since then, you know, Alzheimer's and dementia, you know, have been diagnosed. There's a name for it. But my question to you is, is hidden brain hunger correlated with dementia or Alzheimer's? It is. There's a growing literature showing that you can slow down cognitive decline uh, or prevent some of it by giving higher dose minerals and vitamins than you, these people might be getting in their food. And we cover some of that in our book, like the Vitacog trial from Oxford University and uh, some longitudinal studies that show prevention of dementia in people who take extra minerals and vitamins. These micronutrients are important. Uh, may I, I want to throw a number out at you, okay? Um, our brain is only about 2% of our weight if you're an adult, okay? Only 2%. So wouldn't you think that your brain would consume roughly 2% of the micronutrients, minerals, and vitamins that come through? And wouldn't you think about 2% of your blood supply would be going through your brain at any given time? It's not so. Our brain is the greediest organ, and so, in fact, at least 20% and probably more like 40% of the blood flow is going through the brain all the time. And the same thing about the consumption of the micronutrients. So that's why we need to be teaching our children to make better choices to feed their brains. I'm not saying muscles and bones aren't important, you know, but it's our brains that really matter. You mentioned micronutrients. What are some, uh, and we got one minute before the break, what are some of the vitamins or micronutrients that you recommend uh, so our listeners can kind of get a quick understanding? Sure. So the answer is, James, all of them. And we need roughly 15 vitamins and roughly 15 minerals every minute of every day. And that's what our diagram in Chapter 2 shows is that I think just in this tiny little corner of tryptophan metabolism being converted to serotonin, I think that there are, as I remember, about 15 or 12 to 15 vitamins and minerals just in that tiny little piece. I'll tell you more after the break if you'd like. Yes, yes. Uh, we're going to take a station <laughs> break, but we're going to come back and pick up this very important topic and conversation with Dr. Bunny J. Kaplan. If you want to be part of this conversation, that's one 888 Again, that's one 888 It's your life. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley.
There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen-to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I I, I tell you, uh, I'm learning a lot of things that I did not know uh, about, and I'm sure that uh, you all are as well. Uh, we got uh, Dr. Bunny Kaplan really uh, educating us on a lot of things that relate to our brain and, and the functions of it and, and the nutritions and the minerals that we, we need. And um, I just like uh, she just said right before the break, uh, the 15 vitamins and, and the 15 uh, uh, minerals that we need every day. I'm so excited about getting back into that because I. I really want to know a whole lot more about that. And if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Hey, Bunny, uh, well, right before the break, you was explaining to us about the uh, nutrients and the vitamins, and you was going off into uh, uh, a couple other things. Can we pick up from there? Yeah, I wanted to give an illustration that I think people tend to remember, if I may. And it's, um, you know, a lot of us, and I certainly was one of them when I got into this field, don't really think about how we get our vitamins and minerals. And so we explain in the book about the soil microbiome. Everybody's talking about the human micro gut microbiome, but there's a so- soil microbiome and how important it is. So this is how we get the nutrients. There should be roughly 15 minerals in a really healthy soil. Plants are, uh, crops are planted there. And those crops should absorb roughly 15 minerals from the soil. And they do something that you and I cannot do. They synthesize, they manufacture approximately 15 vitamins using those 15 minerals. They do other things too, like photosynthesis and so forth. But they absorb the 15 minerals. They use them to synthesize roughly 15 vitamins. And then we come along, we eat the plants, or we eat the animals, like cattle, who have eaten the plants. And that's how we should be getting roughly 15 of each of those micronutrients. And uh, we have evolved to need them all. They are essential every minute of every day in our brains. And the only ones that we can manufacture are tiny amounts of some of the B vitamins. And we manufacture them in our gut microbiome. But here's the funny thing. It's, we aren't even the ones doing it. It's the healthy microbes in our guts 
they know how to synthesize some of those B vitamins. So eating real food helps keep them healthy and producing what we need. I hope that made it clear. It, it, it kind of made it clear, but uh, you mentioned foods. And uh, what are some of the type of foods that we need to consume for optimal brain health and why? And with all the books out there, are people uh, changing or are they just doing what they want to do? No. No, people are not changing. I mean, the American government data has made that really clear. I said it's over half of what people are putting in their mouths is not real food. It's artificial chemicals. For children, this is really disturbing. Children with developing brains, kids under the age of 19, 67% of what they are consuming, and it's true in Canada too, 67% of what they are consuming is not real food. So we're running this terrifying experiment within our society right now where people are voluntarily depriving their brains of the micronutrients that our brains need for growth, for function, for prevention of uh, dementia, etc. It's quite frightening. And that's why I'm a little critical of the other books out there that just say, eat this, eat that. So to answer your question, James, I'm not going to say eat this, (laughs) eat that. I'm just going to say what they're saying is true. Eat real food. The more whole, the better. The least processed, the better. Don't eat. Don't drink your sugar. Don't eat the ultra-processed stuff. Um, but just eat real food. But our book tells you why and is motivating people to change. You know what, Bonnie? When I, I I'm not a soda drinker. And, um, you know, I must, I must admit, I do have a fondness of sweets, but I look at sweets like this. Um, let's say a really powdery donut or something like that. I picture in my mind, Michelle, why don't you just pour a ba- um, a half a cup of sugar and just eat it like that? Because that's really what you're eating. That's what you're so, doing. And so, you know, um, consumers, you know, ultra processed foods, I think a lot of people know what it means. Um, this is a two-part question. Can you kind of discuss what is ultra-processed foods? And if somebody, in the whole foods, sometimes people don't have the monetary means to purchase a lot of the whole foods or foods are being tagged as organic, and they really are not. Can you comment on what are ultra-processed foods and how can someone really eat whole foods and kind of afford that? In your opinion yeah so could I start with the money issue because I think it is the biggest myth that we have out there it turns out we have lots of information to prove that eating a healthier whole whole real I call it well it's what Dr. Andrew Weil calls true food a true food diet is better for you and we have lots of information to show that unless you have to for unless you are, let me say that differently, unless you feel that you have to eat steak and lobster every week, then you will save money by learning to cook. You have to cook. You can't rely on takeout food if you want to be have a really healthy brain. And so you will, in fact, save money. As a matter of fact, in one study that took a group of people and they were taught how to eat a, a Mediterranean-style whole foods diet, you know, with lots of fruits and vegetables and olive oil instead of uh, chemically processed oil, etc. Those people, once they changed, they saved 20% of their food bill. And I have clinicians here in Calgary who have had their clients track how much they're spending on their current not-so-great diet and then track as they improve their diet, and they all say that it's true. So we have to ask why the myth is out there. And I think it has to do with planning. If you are not planning your meals and you get hungry, you're going to go to a vending machine or a convenience store and spend only maybe $5 for chips and soda or candy or something. Whereas if you're planning, then you're going to a grocery store and you're going to be spending more money at once to be able to have the ingredients to cook for several days. So I think that is some of where the myth 
comes from. Also, the myth comes from people thinking they have to buy all organic, and, and that is, you know, silly, especially, well, let, we can get into that if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they also think they have to buy from a an upscale grocery store, and that is not true. A lot of the people who are new immigrants to North America bring with them um, the knowledge of going to one of their ethnic grocery stores and buying big, very inexpensive bags of lent- lentils and beans and cooking very creatively with them and spending a lot less money than people who are going to um, uh, the convenience store. Yeah. I know growing up, my mom always made a home-cooked meal every single day with fresh food, uh, going to the farmer's market, and yep. they're all over the place. Bonnie, I want to ask you about even hydration and um, brain hunger. You know, I think a lot of people may not drink as much water as they should. And of course, besides being dehydrated, how does that affect the brain? And does that contribute to brain hunger, in your opinion? You know, I can only answer that partially, Michelle. It is a big problem. I'm a senior. I'm very aware of other seniors. We seem to lose our awareness of thirst as we become seniors. And so I I know two relatives who ended up in the hospital thinking they had a brain tumor or something because they were having dizzy spells and getting weak, etc. I'm not sure that it relates to brain hunger, but they were dehydrated and they were embarrassed that they just hadn't needed IV fluids. Um, So clearly it's a real issue for brain health and, and hydration is something we need to be more and more concerned about as we get older. Wow. You know, so uh, about 90 seconds before the break, but uh, this question has been lingering. Why don't we hear or read much about clinical studies showing the efficacy or nutrients for combating anxiety, depression, and other emotional disorders? Well, that's one of the reasons we wrote the book, James, because we are <laughs> so aware that the media has no interest, and all I can say is follow the money. There is no money. There's lots of money in getting people onto pharmaceuticals right away as soon as they're diagnosed, as soon as they have a problem. There is not much money for any, you know, business if you start eating better, exercising more, meditating, whatever. And I think that that has a lot to do with um, the media's lack of attention to our work. Wow. You know, I tell you, we're going to take a station break. But we're going to come back and uh, pick it up and continue to have this great discussion uh, with Dr. Bunny J. Kaplan. And uh, I tell you, if you want to be part of the conversation, call in one 888 It's your life. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming 
now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. We are here with Dr. Bonnie J. Kaplan, and the topic today is The Better Brain, A Complete Guide to a Healthier, Happier Brain. And listening audience, Facebook people, if you want to be part of this conversation, please call in at 1-888-344-1170. That is 1-888-344-1170. Um, Bonnie, you... um. Just looking at your website, um, you know, you're on a, a mission to change the way mental health treatment is provided in North America. Can you tell us about some of the things that you're currently doing and aiming about bringing back that change to the field of mental health? Thank you so much for asking about that, Michelle. It is what I'm all about. I, I keep telling people it's not that I particularly want to sell my book, but uh, I don't even like self-promotion very much. I'm uncomfortable with it. But I want to raise the educational awareness of the public. And so I'm speaking and writing everywhere that I can. I'm trying to reach policymakers. Getting through to psychiatry is like a brick wall, but the integrative psychiatrists are very interested in it. And I, I do teach at the integrative medicine um program for fellows at uh, Arizona Center for Integrative Medicine, University of Arizona uh, Center for Integrative Medicine, and have done so for a number of years. So I teach and educate wherever I can, because um, may, I, may I explain my general philosophy of what, what we really need? It's I had more fun writing Chapter 12, the last chapter in our book, than any other part of it, because it's uh, my vision for a better tomorrow. It's not that complicated. It just means turning our world a little bit upside down. There is no reason a child with emotional problems right now should be put first on medication. I'm not saying that medications are bad. Some people benefit from psychiatric meds, but it should not be the first step. First, someone should educate the family about how to eat less expensively and in a more healthy manner if that's needed. Second, if needed, then one of the, the uh, broad-spectrum micronutrient formulas for which there is independent evidence of benefit for mental health should be tried. Everything else should be tried. Exercise, meditation, yoga, family support, cognitive behavior therapy, etc. In other words, medication for a developing child should be a last resort. And I was in a department of pediatrics, and it bothers me enormously that children struggle um, when they have emotional problems, and then when they're given medications that don't make them feel good, they struggle more. And no one's paying attention to the foundational basis of brain health. You know, it's interesting. I think about a story. Um, friends of mine bumped her head against, um, you know, when you close like a, a, a grocery store, or not a grocery store, like a mom and pop store, you pull those things down. Oh, she yes. bumped her head and they're heavy. on that. Yeah. Yes. And she was just having just, you know, bad headaches. She went to her doctor and the doctor prescribed anti-anxiety medicine. Oh, My point true. being is I agree with you. Instead of just getting to the the source, you know, maybe she needs to meditate. Maybe she needs to relax. I don't know what, what she needed to do. But I do agree, you know, sometimes medication is the first diagnosis, yeah. di di not diagnosis, but first recommendation to treat um, some ailments. But on a follow-up on that, um, you know, you mentioned about, you know, maybe change your diet, just look into other things. Your book, does it provide brain-healthy recipes and eating plans? And if so, can you share one with us? Oh, well, there, there are a bunch. We, we were, uh, I never thought I'd be writing something like a cookbook, Michelle, but our, <laughs> our editors and, and people at HarperCollins felt we had to have a chapter on recipes, so we really got into it. And um, because I've cooked from scratch for decades, and uh, Julia and, and her family also are very healthy eaters, 
we put in uh, some of our favorite recipes. And we also gave some guidelines how to purge your your uh, pantry ahead of time. You know, there's this saying, if you don't buy it, you don't eat it. And people need to remember that the problem is does not occur when you get home and you open the bag of chips. The problem is when you go to the store and you throw the chips in your cart, right? So we recommend getting rid of the stuff that you know you shouldn't be eating and then really fill your life and your world with the healthy stuff. So I'll tell you my favorite recipe. May I do that? Absolutely. I'm quite, I'm quite addicted to this, actually. So years ago, I figured out that, geez, you know, I'm studying nutrition, but I don't think, and I ate a lot of, but I don't think I'm eating enough vegetables. And I, I'm, I know you can't tell, but I'm quite small and quite short. I don't, I can't eat a lot of food. And so I would eat dinner, and I would maybe just get a cup of vegetables, and I knew that wasn't enough. So I started cutting up raw vegetables and taking containers to work. And now I'm retired, and well, even if I weren't, I mean, because of pandemic, we're at home. Um, and so now Bonnie's Morning Veggies are, are in the book. It is so easy, you just find rainbow colors of vegetables that you like to eat raw. So for example, a lot of people like raw broccoli. I love broccoli, but I'll never eat it raw. I don't like it raw, so it's not in my list. But green peas and and radishes and uh, carrots and so forth and I I cut up a large bowl of it enough for about 10 days and because uh, it is not hot you're never heating it up and it's not acidic you can put it in plastic containers and you don't need to worry about it leaching out and affecting the food you just stack them in your refrigerator and every morning mid-morning I take a bowl I fill it with some of these raw veggies I, I drizzle some olive oil on it, and that helps you absorb the lipid-soluble vitamins and sprinkle a little salt on it. My morning is not complete without my, <laughs> you know, bowl of raw veggies. And I didn't cook it. See, it was a recipe without cooking. Wow. I think I'm going to steal that recipe right there. because uh, I uh, hope first, you do. First of all, i got to get your book, and uh, I have to know what this website is. Can Before we lose track on that, uh, I know you don't like to toot your own horn, but I want to. <laughs> what What is your website? And I make sure that our listener audience get it as well and put it on all my social media. And also, uh, what, what where can we get uh, your book? Okay, thanks for asking, James. So um, my website, uh, it turns out there are too many Bonnie Kaplans in the world, so I had to use my middle initial. So BonnieJKaplan.com. And Bonnie is B-O-N-N-I-E, and Kaplan is with a K, K-A-P-L-A-N. So BonnieJKaplan.com. And you will find on there some of the recipes that we keep adding in addition to the book. You will find lots of videos, lots of audio stuff. And to and you'll also find a link to our book. You can buy our book anywhere. It's now out in paperback, HarperCollins. It's got a purple cauliflower on the cover. There are a lot of books now that use terms like better brain so you have to get the one that's i'm describing to you look for the purple cauliflower and you can get it online amazon etc too it's it's available everywhere well i'm going to make sure that i i get a copy of this coach you got me intrigued and you know we're down to the last couple of minutes of the show but i do want to uh, ask you what are some of the takeaways that you want our listening audience to uh, get from this uh, great interview that we have I appreciate your asking. Every chapter in the book has a list of takeaways, by the way. That's exactly what we call them, because people need practical things to take away. And uh, we try to give very specific ideas, tips for how, if you think your diet is really, really mm, needing improvement and you find it difficult to think about, um, we give you some tips on my website, too, about the ways to transition Actually, I'll give you an example. Michelle, you mentioned uh, sugary sodas, sugary drinks. It's one of the first things people should get out of their diets, but it's hard to do. And so there are transition steps you can make. And one of the best is to get carbonated water because a lot of people turn to their carbonated soda because they're so used to carbonated drinks. It's not even the sugar all the time. So carbonated water, um, we have different 
brands up here in the, in the, uh, the, from the U.S., but you probably know what I mean. And doing it like one day a week, doing it, be kind to yourself and don't be a purist. Never expect to be perfect. I always say life is not li- worth living if I can't eat an occasional chocolate chip cookie. That's my favorite. <laughs> okay. You, you know, I tell you, uh, we are down to the last minute. Real quickly, how can I listeners, if they really want to reach out to you other than website, mm-hmm. any, any other ways that they can reach you, reach you? Yeah. Well, actually, there's a contact tab on my website, and those emails go directly to me, and I always answer them. Wow. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on, on the James Cooley Show with Your Life. Uh, we're going to reach out to your peeps again because we got to have a follow-up on this one. You know, I'd like to thank all my great uh, co-host, Michelle Cooley, for always doing the heavy lifting. My great producer, Todd Pirate. Uh, most important, I listen to audience. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to tune in to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. We're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message and great guests like Dr. Bunny J. Kaplan. I tell you what, we'll be back same time same place so continue to listen it's your life I'm James Cooley talk to you soon okay great show man what you think was oh, everything oh can I talk three-star general Michael J. Flynn head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.